Good morning and welcome to episode 179. 178. Does that sound right? Once fuck. All right, whatever. 178 of the Sunday Conversation Podcast. We are hosted by a delightful group, Aaron and myself. And we're pre- presented by an even more delightful group. Long Tea Liquors, Taco Casa, Dickie's Barbecue, and One Stop Convenience. The gang. Um, Aaron? Yeah. I'm about to say how was your week, but you just kept me for one week, like, with the ultimate cliffhanger. So I, I hope, I'm hoping you have something to tell me this week. I sure do. All right, because um, that, that was uh, that was stressful to say the least. Yeah, I well, I, I didn't even poke, prod, or pry either. You I didn't. Let it you go. didn't at all. I let it go. I was, I wanted to be like, you know, right after you were like, ah, oh, let me like see how this works out, and then I'll let you know. I want to be like, dude, just just tell me. Yeah, well, <laughs> and didn't. Well. <laughs> and it was great too because we ran straight to the end of our time. So, like when for those listening at home, depending on how much time is left on the Zoom call or whatever, Ben and I usually talk for a couple minutes after the show. And it was just like, well, it's over. So I guess I'll talk to you later. All right, see you bye. And then that's just on on my way. Um, I just I will I will get to that in one second. I just googled how many people are have to be together to be considered a group. Um, oh, okay. Two members is a dyad. Three members is a triad. So I should have known we were a fucking dyad. I mean. D-Y-A-D, baby. Fucking hell. Um, all right. Yeah. So without further. My week was great, Ben. Everything was. It was really good. Um, Everything was hunky-dory. Yeah. Busy. I, I bartended both the last two nights, which was we're trained. We we hired this kid Nigel to train behind the bar, which is good because we just had a bartender leave. He's fucking six foot seven with like a big afro too. So this dude is fucking massive back there, like seven feet tall. And then you got me and Elliot who are like you know just. I guess normal size human beings, and then this fucking giant, the great kid though, great, great kid. He's crushing it so far. He's doing great. Um, but um, hey, do you pool tips over there? How does that work? Yeah. So all right. So pre-COVID, we used to be during the summer we would pool tips because New Haven's so slow during the summer because the school because there's no kids around. So like, if we didn't pool tips, the bartenders just wouldn't make any money because the bar, you know, doesn't usually get as busy during the summer. And then once the school year started, we would stop pooling tips. And then so I was actually I used to like <clears throat> like it because it was like a nice friendly competition. But we used the bartenders used to also get twenty percent of was it twenty percent? We used to get part of the servers' tips too because you know obviously we have to do work for them. But uh, but yeah, now now we just pool, which is fine. Um, it, it, no, it, I'm saying that <clears throat> is it just a it's a nice little. I mean, it's not cash though, right? 
sometimes it- so last night we made last night we made like 40 bucks in cash like uh, you know on top of the credit card tips that we all pool plus your hourly we walked with like 40 bucks in cash too um but no and do you guys do you guys get paid at the end of every night how does that work i don't i mean i'm unfamiliar so, with the restaurant so game. cash yeah if there's cash we get that gets paid out every night and then credit card tips just go into a paycheck the next week so the credit card tip so that's you know listen pro tip for anybody listening at home if you want to be generous to your server bring cash because technically you're supposed to obviously claim it on your taxes but it's impossible no one to prove. Does. so you know you can get it tax free as opposed <laughs> to credit card tips credit card tips will, which will get taxed um but yeah no so that all gets paid out the following weekend yeah if there's any cash we get paid out that night which is nice but you know, then it, we were so slow last night, we ended up closing at like 11. And then I, I went and had two beers with uh, the people I work with at this little Irish bar around the corner from us. So then you just give it right back because you're friends with those bartenders. So you just fucking, you know, here you go. Here's 25 bucks for two beers and off you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, all right, so the big news, we'll just uh, we'll just get right to it. Ben, I mean, do we need a drum roll or anything no, exciting no, like that? No, no, uh, no, because I'm not going to try and find. Can a I take guesses? Sure. Can I take you, guesses? Go ahead. How many guesses do you want, Ben? You want three? I guesses? I want three. Three guesses. Okay. Okay. My first guess was like you got a new job. No, I did not. Okay. That would be a good guess, though. That would obviously based on the context my- I gave you last week. That would be a good guess. My second guess is you're moving. Also would be a guess. Good guess. Also not happening. You're thinking of big okay. life things. It's not that big. All right. Then I'm going to I'm gonna just take a random thing at a third guess and say that you got a new kitchen appliance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's probably a little too small of a guess. <laughs> I bought 13 new knives. I bought a new cutlery set, Ben. The thing is fucking out of this world. Uh, no, oh, not none of, none of those are bad guesses. Well, maybe the kitchen appliance, but the other two, not bad. Why? Guesses. That's, I'm just, I kidding. could see how excited you'd get for Yeah, I know, but I wouldn't like... be like a fucking week long cliffhanger because I bought a fucking KitchenAid. Like, that's ridiculous. Uh... Um, no. So what is actually happening is I am going to London on, uh, for a long weekend next, uh, next weekend, Wednesday, no way Thursday morning to Sunday night. Yeah. So the, uh, the girl that I met in Norway, okay, that wouldn't have been one of my guesses, uh, but you know, I almost thought for a second, it's funny. I, I kind of screwed that up because I honestly, one wanna, of my, you want to redo it now? That no, you know I don't want to redo it. No, I don't want to redo it. But when I, when you first told me something, you're like, oh, I got some big shit. I was like, all right, I wonder if he's going to like hang out with, I wonder if he's going back to Norway with the girl yeah. that, you know, he met over there. But okay, obviously you're not going to Norway. You're going to well a different country. So, so here's how it all kind of came together. So after I left Bergen, we've, we've kept in touch pretty much the whole, basically the whole time I've, I've since I've been back and you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, all right, well, you know, we, we there's 3,400 miles between us. So it's, are we going to just keep talking with no end game? Like what, you know, what are we doing? And so we were talking a few weeks ago and it got brought up and then 
I was like, oh, I'm down. Like, this is the slowest time of year. Well, other than like January, this is the slowest time of year for me for work. You know, it's summer. I've got the vacation time. Um, I've never been to London. Be cool to cross another country off. So, and then, uh, you know, the Norwegian. England, are- though, not London. Right, right, right. That's right. The United Kingdom. Um <laughs> But oh, so, actually, yeah, you're. I'm wrong. It's, <laughs> the UK. I would have well, there. It's all that's you know, London. You know, is the no, cap- no. You're totally the, right. the capital right. of the United Kingdom. You're right. You're um, right. but so we were talking, and she was like, "Well, we could meet in the middle," and I was like, "Well, the middle's like you know, the Atlantic Ocean, or like halfway, or Greenland, probably." <laughs> um, and which so, kind of would be cool. That would be that would be kind of cool, but then like, all right, so here's the thing, though, right? Is like. I don't think there's that much Greenland has the whole country of Greenland has the same population as Manchester, Connecticut, basically. Um, no shit. 56,000 people. I just looked it up. I didn't know that off the top of my head. Um, and actually I think Greenland is technically a little closer to me, but whatever. So I was like, yo, well, how about we meet in London? And then, you know, it, I wouldn't say it took some convincing, but you know, she, I guess I Bro, you sound like the Tinder swindler. Are you taking a private jet? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not taking a private jet, but that would be, that would have been dope. Can you imagine? I mean, I wish I had it like that where I was just taking a private jet to London. I am, however, going to another Michelin star restaurant, going to a, a Michelin star London. Ben. Okay. Take a guess how many Michelin star restaurants London has. It's fucking insane. Actually. Um, well, first of all, can I get a number on Michelin star restaurants in the world? Like, is there a thousand of them? Okay. So while you're, um, while you're thinking of your guests, I will look that up. I'm going to say London has 113 Michelin star restaurants. That's probably way off. Uh, 74 though. Not, not crazy far off, Jesus. but for one city to have 74, and I just got another crazy stat that I'm going to quiz you on in a second. Uh, how many Michelin star star restaurants in the uh, world? Sorry, restaurants. All right. As of 2022, 2,800 Michelin star restaurants in the world. Whoa. Okay. If I had known that, I would have said more than um, 113. But Okay, Ben. There's one city in the world that has uh, almost double... The, the number one city in the world in terms of number of Michelin star restaurants has almost double what the second place is. Second place is Paris. Would you care to guess what number one is and how many? Um, I guess my first thought, I have two thoughts. I'm going to okay. say two answers. My first thought would be somewhere in Italy. My second place would be Dubai. Okay. So... I think the only thing probably working against Dubai is it's like still relatively yeah, alcohol. Shit. Well, New. well, that too, but yeah, and it's like a relatively young bad guess. Yeah, Dubai. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure. No, I don't say it's a bad guess. Um, the number but one. I... Go ahead. No, no. Now I want to know because <clears throat> I just said somewhere in Italy, but I don't know. I I don't even know if it is it. it I, maybe I'm changing it to France now that I'm thinking in my mind. I don't know okay. where the better food is. Okay, the uh, number- talk about a talk about a uh, conundrum. What? Where has better food, Italy or France? 
Uh, yeah, and then ne- neither one of those is right. The answer is Tokyo, Japan. Okay, Tokyo, Japan with 226 starred restaurants. That's how about New York City? New York has 76, so it's number five on here. Uh, so Tokyo, Paris, Kyoto, three of them are in Japan. Tokyo, Paris, Kyoto, Osaka, and New York are the top five in terms of how many they have that's crazy oh wow um, but uh so we're gonna do that we got uh it's number- crazy that you so you should just say or the answer should be japan has the most in the world because oh, you're talking yeah. s- so between just those three cities they have 174 plus that is three uh, 300 exactly or 400 exactly excuse me 400 Jesus. Uh, as of whenever that's a lot of um, Man, there's a lot of tires that get sold in Japan. <laughs> Very nice, Ben. I know we've talked about that before, but that that was the marketing behind the the Michelin stars. Um, but yeah, so then uh, I got uh, there's a gin distillery that we represent in uh, in London called Heyman's. So we're gonna stop by there, get a tour and a tasting. Um, now, do you set that up through work and then you can write this well, bitch off or what? Well, that was the thought is that now I now it is technically a business trip and I can write part of it off. Uh, but also the. um, So, yeah, so normally you like contact the supplier, the supplier contacts the distillery, the distillery sets it up and, you know, they just middleman and send you all the confirmation because the place charges. They do tours for the public and it's twenty five pounds per person and i'm not no way you're gonna get me to pay for that so so i reached out to our supplier and he's like oh they can pay you for crying out exactly uncle sam's gonna give me a break for for going to this place so i reached out to the dude who's our supplier and he was like yeah um he's like i'll get it all set up like you'll love it place is great you know you're gonna have a great time blah 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 so then he's like, I let me just finish some meetings and then I'll send start an email chain, you know, with you in the distillery. I'm like, okay, cool. Rest of the day goes by, I don't hear from the guy. I'm like, okay. Now this was last week. So, the, you know, it's like two weeks away at this point. I'd like to like get it booked. So the next day, like late in the afternoon, I'm like, hey, Dieter, you know, just follow, following up on this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yep, I emailed them. You know, I'll get back to you when they get back to me. I'm like, all right, cool, 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 man. Appreciate it. That was two weeks ago, Wednesday, still haven't heard from the guy. So I was like, fuck this. So I, I went on the distiller's website. They have like a contact us section. So I just sent them an email like, Hey, you know, I work for the distributor that represents your products in Connecticut and you know, blah, blah, blah. I'll be in London these days. And, and then, yeah, they're like, okay, come on in noon, Saturday, you know, everything's all set. They paid for, well, they just basically waived the, the right. The fees. Um, so that'll be good. And then, uh, the only other crazy thing on the list is uh, that there. So I don't know if you're familiar with this. There's another website that that people hold in pretty high regard that ranks top 50 restaurants in the world. Top 50. Oh, Zagat. Zagat. I don't know. I don't know if it's Zagat's, honestly. <laughs> but no, I mean, Zagat's actually used to be a, a huge, um, a huge like thing that people use. Thing. Review. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what you would call it. Um, I think it's it, just. I remember it, it, it was in a movie. The world's fifty. Zagat rated. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I didn't know that. But yeah, the world's fifty best dot com, and so they do restaurants. They do cocktail bars. I don't know what else they do, honestly. But the number two cocktail bar in the world is in 
is in London. So we're going to go check that right out. Right behind Oslo. Uh, Him Cook was number 43 on that list. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. So what's. Wait, it was the number one cocktail bar in Norway. Number one cocktail bar Him-Cook. in Norway, number 43 okay. in the world. Yep. And you're going to number two in the world. Number two in the world. Tear and Elementary, it's called. I reckon there's going to be some good cocks in there. Yeah, we're going to tell some (laughs) tales about those cocks. Um, There's there's the Sunday conversation difference right there. Um, Hopefully, and hopefully when we get, when I get back and I'm telling the story of this, I can just tell it coherently in one, you know, one quick go and we can just be done with it. Um, but yeah, anyway, ah. anyways, that's yeah. Well, <laughs> it's just so well, spectacular. <laughs> big Ben, man. They oh, really big Ben. <laughs> Jeez, that's crazy. Uh, that's so uh, good, dude. That's so good. But uh Well, that's that is uh but yeah, so big news. Know, that is cool. That is big news. Yeah, it'll be I, uh, hey, I, I love to see that you're getting some good traveling and that's that's awesome. Well that I mean that was part of the other thing hey, is, and what better way to, you know, couple weeks ago you were like oh yeah been saving a bunch of money because you know yep i don't got a girlfriend anymore and, <laughs> and now <Right>. here <laughs> not that you have a girlfriend but you're flying to london to visit yep. a girl so that's... yeah it doesn't get any cheaper than that <laughs> uh, but uh, but it's true and i mean listen at the end of the day fucking life's you know brutally short and i don't know i'd actually yeah. aaron i'm proud of you i mean thanks buddy you're an international guy. That's just a fact. So you need to be, you need to be in the whole world, not just one place. But I do want to say one thing. As an international guy, I still love America because there's a lot of international people who don't love this country. And I still right. And the other thing is like, we've said this before on here, and I actually read a comment that somebody had said it was something about the United States, and there's like they're like they were talking about um, a vacation spot elsewhere in the world. Yeah. And then this guy, he commented, he's like, you know, don't sleep on America. Basically like it pretty much has every single geographical um, feature that like exists in the world. So you can find pretty much everything here. Yep. And I mean, that's pretty cool. That's deserts, mountains, oceans yeah you know the whole the whole thing tropics you've got you know moderate climates you've got fucking alaska you know for that like wild out like dude yeah it's the thing about hawaii yeah that there's there's something for everybody in america it's a great great country but uh but i i was gonna say i'm curious if this happened to you especially when you were in central america like when you got back did you have like the itch and obviously it was different for you because you had gotten engaged and like you were like moving your life forward with your, with your bride to be now wife. Um, but did you get the itch to like instantly go somewhere again? Like when you guys got back, you were gone for a long time, though, um, which is different. Though. I would say that it just more like turned my, um, like my psychological like thought process. Yeah. I think I don't, I, for one, I'd never really been like, I'd never traveled, you know, that much. Yeah. And then also on top of that, I'd never traveled for that long. 
Right. You guys. So I was a little before we had left. I would have been like, I don't know if I'm too into this. Yeah. But then after we got there, and after we went, it didn't. It doesn't seem like a long time or anything like that. Yeah. Um. We're actually we just booked our honeymoon for Panama City. Nice. So we're gonna catch because we were supposed to. We were supposed to get to Panama, but we kind of ran out of time. Yeah. We we stopped in Costa Rica, which we shouldn't have spent as much time in Costa Rica. But my in laws had come down to visit us for the last two weeks, so there was no like, you know, we had to plan around all of that. So it wasn't like we could just like scoot down to Panama, but. So we're going to Panama in October. Yep. For our honeymoon. And then for Christmas, we're going to Belize. So we're I'm gonna finish Sick. Central America this year. Sick. I'm pretty fired up about that. That's fucking awesome. So that's that's exciting to me. To answer your question further, I basically got where we got and it's not even like we were probably already into them, but like, like islands became like, like little corn Island in, mm-hmm. um, Nicaragua yep. was like the coolest thing ever in terms of like, you took a little freaking panga boat from big corn Island. Yep. It's, the ferry quote unquote to little corn island and there's like 20 people on it and then you get to this island with like 200 people on it and it's just like this like deserted oasis yeah so i think like in our travels it was more like we gotta go like find these little spots not so much like you know, like, not one part of me was like, oh, I'm dying to get to, like, a big city and go sure. somewhere. You know, like, it strictly became like, okay, I want to travel, and then I want to go find, like, desolate places. So, yeah. um, I don't know if that even answers your question. Oh, the totally, bottom line totally. is, I the bottom line is, I definitely was not, like, into the thought of traveling, like, as much as I am now. I think that changed yeah. everything, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, that's basically what I was getting at. It's like, you know, like I, we're I, all lined up to go down here and I'm like, I'm just like completely fired up. Whereas before, when, like when we were setting up this trip, like I had this little like, not like a knot, you know, but like just this little like, you know, is everything going to be okay yeah, type sure. of thing, which, sure. you know, you could say the same thing about driving down the street to get a cup 100%. of coffee. Like, you know, it's like 100%. So. Well, actually, it's funny you should say that. I was listening to a podcast about uh, that Malaysian air flight that disappeared. <clears throat> I, that I, sounds really weird. I listen to this podcast, not every week, but this guy does sometimes interesting historical things, and I didn't have anything to listen to. So I was listening to it, and he was talking about um, – he kind of started it with people's, like, fear of flying and, like, the psychology behind it. And it is, like – it's kind of insane how much safer it is to fly than – like drive for example um like like literally like a thousand and then like statistically right like it's probably like all you have to do is think about how many cars are on the road and then add up that number right and it's like okay you have that many more chances to get into whatever situation 
Exactly. But he did, he did bring it up that he's like the, the psychology behind or part of the reason behind it. And people have fear over those things or anxiety about those things is because they have no control over it. So what you were probably feeling is like, I don't have any real control over what's going to happen to me, you know, between now and then. But once you get there and you feel comfortable, you're like, okay, like this, you know, all those worries were, you know, there's no, no real reason for them. And then you can get excited and then, the more you move forward, the more you get excited, but no, you totally answered my question. Cause that's basically what I was getting at is that like, you know, if I go, I, obviously Norway was my first international trip since 2018. So like you go, I went five years without, you know, I traveled, but I didn't go anywhere internationally and you kind of just get used to that. And then like the second I was like gone, I was like, Oh fuck. Like I forgot how much I missed this. Like, all right, now I want to just do this as much as possible. So yeah, you basically also, said the same thing. Like once you got comfortable, also, you're like, yeah, I want to do this. Yep. I will say that um like my before going down there, like my, the extent of my international travel was was basically that eight it was a 7-day trip to Austria, right. Germany, Switzerland with my college hockey team. Right. If you want to talk about the absolute not way to travel, it's <laughs> with a group of twenty nine people. Yeah. No, yeah. seriously. Like, because like, looking back on that trip, it's it's like okay, yeah, we were there to play hockey. That's the bottom line. Right. But then you know we we're also there to like, you know, we did a bunch of tours and stuff, and did some educational stuff, and which was the cooler part of that trip, like seeing all that sure. stuff. But then like looking back, it's like okay, yeah, I went to. I went seven days to Austria, Germany, Switzerland with my college hockey team. Um, and each guy paid 2,500 bucks on the team. Yeah. Right. Like that was covered our airfare and travel. And then like, I don't know how else it got set up. Like I know there was some like deals, like, like I'm sure like we got some meals comped from like the other teams or something. I don't really know. I'm just Probably, we paid yeah. twenty five hundred bucks a, a piece and we basically had we got two meals a day and then that was it. You know, like uh, the other stuff was like taken care of, twenty five hundred bucks. My my fiance and I at the time probably went to three different countries. For a month, yeah, for twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah, so that that's kind of where I'm like, I don't ever want to travel like, spend a huge chunk of change and like you know stay at a hotel and like yeah, sure. you know it's just like I'm you know to me that I don't know if you if you, I saw you typing away but like Little Corn Island we yeah. stayed in a, like this this plywood hut right on the beach. For I think it was fourteen dollars a night. Yeah, you know, in a in a what would you call it a a desert oasis, like you know, yeah, or like sure. a a desert island, you know. I mean, like and that that's to me that kind of changed everything. It's like, you know, well, the island too is that's is that's kind beautiful. Of, like I'm I'm looking at pictures. Oh, and dude, I re it's, I it's, remember when we talked about it originally, but like it's it's. Like something, it looks like a screensaver that Microsoft used to give you in Windows, like one of those defaults. Right, right. So I mean, right there, fifteen bucks a night to go yeah. stay there. You know, the the 
the boat ride for two of us from Big Corn Island was maybe you know ten bucks a piece type of shit. Like right. you're just talking a whole different. And now you're not getting the amenities of of you know. I don't know, what would you call it? Like 16th century sure. freaking Austria with yeah. these castles on the right. hill right. and like, right. you know, this beautiful stuff, but it's just, it's just different. It's like, well, it was, it was raining and cold and, and that's just it. Like, you know, it, a there, a, I think the, like the bigger picture thing is there's something for everybody out there. And like, you know, no matter what you're into, you can find it, but also like, yeah, like search a little bit. Don't like do your own research. Don't just, you know, whatever, jump on a, a tour bus and, and go, you know, like you said, pay whatever three grand and ride around on a tour bus throughout. You know, you could probably you could probably pay to do like tours in Nicaragua and like, you know, have somebody guide you the entire time. But like then you're not actually experienced. And we've said it on this podcast. It's, it's yeah, for twenty five, you know, twenty five bucks a day type of shit. When they'll right. drive you around in their little Isuzu Trooper and and point out the, I mean, there's just as cool stuff there, like you know, mine and all that kind of, like a completely underrated part of the world in terms of like its its history. Like there's, and not to mention the food too. I mean, like yeah. you're talking you're talking one of the great cuisine uh, cultures of the world. That whole part of the world. I mean legitimately some of the best food in the world. It's actually funny, Ben, because you were talking about Costa Rica and not spending as much time in Costa Rica as you did. Uh, and so at Samantha's baby shower, I was talking to Richie and Jordy uh, because they uh, they were in Costa Rica. And Richie was like, yeah, man. He's like, you know, it was expensive. And like, you know, we we're trying to spend money. It was. It I was. Know, I remember. It you was me America. That. Yeah, right. I remember it was me that. expensive as shit, man. It was like. We could have spent two months in one of those other countries in that you know we spent the two weeks in in Costa Rica for. It was just yeah. like insane. Yeah, and but that's the other thing is of of like, okay, what Costa Rica did, in my opinion, is like they saw a niche. You know, it's like somebody from with a business mind goes down there at whatever whatever point they're like okay this is the one we're picking yeah you know they they got in cahoots with the, the costa rican government or whatever yeah this is going to be the spot because it get every one of those countries has that same feel of like the tropics yeah you know so it's not like you know if you went if you just got set down in um honduras guatemala nicaragua el salvador or costa rica you know if you got blindfolded, sat down, you wouldn't know the difference between right. all all of them, you know? So what is the difference? Well, the difference is the people running the country. Right. So some, you know, the, like here I am, I'm saying like that whole place has just been bombarded and just taken over. But like, I'm thinking of like the whole banana Republic, all yeah. that like scandal. And, but um, it's like, all you see is just like, somebody was like okay listen costa rica we can get people here for you we can get people to come here it's beautiful it's great right but you have to do it our way what's our way it's got to be expensive you know it's like yeah. it we have to americanize the prices 
make you feel like you're like safe, you know, like, oh, it's Costa Rica, like come here, come here. Right. And then just, you know, it's like charge you out the wazoo for a, a standard like hotel room. Right. Whereas like Nicaragua, you walk into this like freaking wooden beam chalet built, you know, right near the, the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. And there's a freaking like elephant made out. I, I've said this before, like they they roll the towel on the bed to make it look like an animal. And there's like rose petals and like like, oh, I like the first thing I say is to my wife, like, oh, how much is this place a night? And she was like, oh, it's like $27 a night. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so why are we staying in the $200 normal hotel room in Costa Rica? Like, yeah. And, and the answer is like, well, we just don't know until you go and figure it out. You know, it's like we knew it was going to be more expensive, but we also had this thought like maybe it would be way cooler than the other places. But right. in fact, it wasn't. Well, it's was like. I think the the great thing about that trip for you guys, Ben, was the fact that you did do those other countries because right. it, it made you have a better understanding of, you know, where a what your money can do B that you're going to get a you can get a similar experience for significantly less money. And, you know, you saw the trappings. And I remember when when you were there and we were talking about it, you know, the trappings of going to a place that everybody says you can go to or you should go to. And then realize like what what the experience you're actually getting is. And it's funny you say that because I've been getting we got five minutes, so we'll make this quick. But uh, I've been getting like Instagram videos of all these like hot travel destinations in Europe, like, you know, Greece, like Mykonos and Santorini and Positano in Italy. And like it's like, you know, what you see on it, it's like Instagram versus reality. And it's like what you see on Instagram. And it's obviously these beautiful, you know almost all of them. like the bahamas the pigs right a any picture any girl you see that's taking a picture in the exumas yeah. with a goddamn pig is a fucking fraud because they need to turn the camera around it looks like it's it looks like it's a freaking fair in hartford connecticut like yeah. a bazaar like yeah. a sh like street vendors and like you know oh you want to take pics with the piglets well Hang on, give me twenty bucks. I'll yeah. get you this piglet, and I'll pull it out of the cage, and we'll put it down here by the water. It, it just it, it's hundred percent. That's it, Instagram versus reality. It's like uh, they, there was like one that was showing. I got I got the pictures going the other way. All right, that's all I'm going <laughs> to say. I got the pictures going the other way. The pigs took pictures of you for fuck's sakes. Um, there was, <laughs> but it was like Positano, and it was like a three hour wait for the fairy and it's just a mass of human beings everywhere and it's like dude like why like why is that what you would want to do and now granted i'm going to london which is you know one of the, the biggest cities in the world but yeah like, but that's like saying you're going that's like saying someone from norway is going to new york city it's like right that's a, its own thing like, and i'm you better believe i'm going to be reminding them about 1776 while i'm there hey mate yeah. this, this beer's on you because america <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, boy but uh yeah anywho we, we could start to wrap this up but uh that should be exciting and i'm pumped for you when are you guys going to uh to panama october oh awesome yeah well we, we the whole point of that well dude we're going on a sailboat for four nights oh, we're going through the awesome. the sandblast islands on a awesome. sailboat it's gonna awesome. be epic we get to like troll 
Like you, you can't. It, it's like, um, dude, it's badass. If you look up the San Blas Islands, like it's like, um, there's a indigenous population there, so everything is like protected. So we're gonna go like learn how to like hunt with these indigenous tribes and shit. Like it's awesome. gonna be epic. Yeah, awesome, Ben. I love that. I love that. For I'm gonna come guys. back in a fucking loincloth. <laughs> these i these islands look incredible too. This looks like the fucking Maldives, dude. Right. Awesome. I mean, it's so we're gonna do that for we're going for like I think 13 days or something. But we're awesome. doing the first half on the sailboat and the second half in um some place that starts with a B. Buenos noches. No, I don't know. Yeah, um, good night. <laughs> it's uh, I forget, but it's on. A different part of Panama, but either way, yeah, really super excited. Um, good man, I'm proud of you. That's uh, that's great. You guys deserve it. Uh, oh, but what I was saying is, we we didn't go. We we picked to go the best time of the year. Like it wasn't like sure. that's why we didn't do our honeymoon right after our wedding. Like we're, well, gonna, like, we're gonna go somewhere, but we're gonna figure out when it's the best time to go, and then that's when we'll do it. I love that. That's just doing your research, man. It's smart, you know. Plus, plus the other thing too is in this is this has got to be it. But um, you know, at, right after your wedding, you're on such a high, and obviously, you guys had so much to do because you had so many people coming into where you live for the wedding. I can't tell you how smart it is to do what we did. Every yeah. single person that goes on a honeymoon right after the wedding is just—I feel bad for them. It, it's it's only because it's a time restraint. Right. That's the only reason. Because yeah. you get so much time off, and you're like, we got to do it now. Yeah, and it, it sucks that that's the way the world is, but man, we hung out for a couple days. You right. know, it's like most people they get married, and then they have that one day, and then they're getting on a plane the next morning right. at like four a.m. It's like, right. dude, you got to take a deep breath and just like, yeah. So I don't know. I just completely jumped over you, but go go ahead. Hey, you you're you're good, you Not, dude. You guys did it. You guys did it right. You did it right. I mean, this this thing's gonna end, so we'll wrap it up. But proud of you. That's great, buddy. We'll uh, we'll talk this week about. Yeah, proud of you. Hey, life short, at baby. You just I'm jetting to London. Jetting to this, London, mate. That's gonna be a big problem. Is not mimicking people's accents right to their face. 